Chapter 10 of French Medieval Romances From the Lays of Marie de France This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Hogan French Medieval Romances From the Lays of Marie de France by Marie de France, translated by Eugene Mason. Chapter 10 The Lay of the Honeysuckle With a glad heart and right good mind will I tell the lay that men call honeysuckle, and that the truth may be known of all it should be told, as many a minstrel has sung it to my ear, and as the scribe hath written it for our delight. It is of Tristan and Isolt, the Queen, it is of a love which passed all other love, of love from whence came wondrous sorrow, and whereof they died together in the selfsame day. King Mark was sorely wrath with Tristan, his sister's son, and bade him avoid his realm, by reason of the love he bore the queen. So Tristan repaired to his own land, and dwelt for a full year in South Wales where he was born. Then, since he might not come where he would be, Tristan took no heed of his ways, but let his life run waste to death. Marvel not overmuch thereat, for he who loves beyond measure must ever be sick in heart and hope, when he may not win according to his wish. So sick in heart and mind was Tristan, that he left his kingdom, and returned straight to the realm of his banishment, because that in Cornwall dwelt the queen. There he hid privily in a deep forest, withdrawn from the eyes of men. Only when the evening was come, and all things sought their rest, he prayed the peasant and other mean folk of that country, of their charity, to grant him shelter for the night. From the serf he gathered tidings of the king. These gave again to him what they, in turn, had taken from some outlawed knight. Thus Tristan learned that when Pentecost was come, King Mark proposed to hold high court at Tintagel, and keep the feast with pomp and revelry. Moreover, that thither would ride Isolt the queen. When Tristan heard this thing, he rejoiced greatly, since the queen might not venture through the forest, except he saw her with his eyes. After the king had gone his way, Tristan entered within the wood, and sought the path by which the queen must come. There he cut a wand from out a certain hazel tree, and having trimmed and peeled it of its bark, with his dagger he carved his name upon the wood. This he placed upon her road, for well he knew that should the queen but mark his name, she would bethink her of her friend. Thus had it chanced before, for this was the sum of the writing set upon the wand, for Queen Isolde's heart alone how that in this wild place Tristan had lurked and waited long, so that he might look upon her face, since without her he was already dead. Was it not with them as with the honeysuckle and the hazel trees she was passing by? So sweetly laced and taken were they in one close embrace, that thus they might remain whilst life endured. But should rough hands part so fond a clasping, the hazel would wither at the root, and the honeysuckle must fail. Fair friend, thus is the case with us, nor you without me, nor I without you. 
Now the queen fared at adventure down the forest path. She spied the hazel wand set upon her road, and well she remembered the letters and the name. She bade the knights of her company to draw rein and dismount from their palfreys, so that they might refresh themselves a little. When her commandment was done, she withdrew from them a space, and called to her Brawain, her maiden, and own familiar friend. Then she hastened within the wood, to come on him, whom more she loved than any living soul. How great the joy between these twain, that once more they might speak together softly, face to face! Isolde showed him her delight. She showed in what fashion she strove to bring peace and concord betwixt Tristan and the king, and how grievously his banishment had weighed upon her heart. Thus sped the hour, till it was time for them to part, but when these lovers freed them from the other's arms, the tears were wet upon their cheeks. So Tristan returned to Wales, his own realm, even as his uncle bade, but for the joy that he had had of her, his friend, for her sweet face, and for the tender words that she had spoken, yea, and for that writing upon the wand, to remember all these things, Tristan, that cunning harper, wrought a new lay, as shortly I have told you. Goatleaf, men call this song in English. Chevrofuillier, it is named in French. But goatleaf or honeysuckle, here, you have the very truth in the lay that I have spoken. End of chapter 10 Recording by Linda Hogan